Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Nick Hockley, the Chief Executive of Cricket Australia, joins us. Compliments of the season to you, Nick. Lovely to see you. And you. Merry Christmas. Great to see you. We missed you in Perth. <laughs> yes, it was ridiculous timing. What did you make of yesterday? Oh, look, I thought a really solid start. I think... Uh, uh, a great day of cr- test cricket, albeit a bit rain-affected. And uh, probably a, a, day, a day for the purists. I thought the Pakistan attack slowed us down at times. And, you know, just thrilled to have 62,000 come. I think if it had been blue sky days leading into Christmas and a, and a clear forecast, we'd have had between 70 and 80,000. But that said, the atmosphere was fantastic. Really celebratory atmosphere. Um, and I think everyone here... Really celebrating a wonderful year of, of cricket and a wonderful year of test cricket. I was wondering, as Christmas Day was unfolding and no one could get out into the backyard, is teams ride the weather? I wonder how an administrator rides the weather ahead of your feature day of the year. Oh, it's the old cliche, isn't it? It's the thing you can't control. But you do think what could have been. Um, but, uh, you know, I think if we look forward, we've got the most incredible program coming up. So... Uh, and, um, you know, the, the level of attendance is a really important barometer, barometer for the health of the game. So to have, as I say, over 60,000 here, we look forward to uh, the Border Gavaskar Trophy next year, followed by the Ashes. So um, just really, uh, you know, when we're seeing as well, um, the TV audiences are, are up year on year. Um, so it's credit to this team. Um, and... Uh, yeah, you know, hopefully we'll see a fantastic test match unfold and I'd encourage everyone to get down, get down to the MCG. Can I run the crowd flow past you yesterday on my pet project? So there were 34,000 here for the first ball, there were 52,000 here at midday and there were 62,000 here just after lunch. I suspect, do you think we start just a fraction too early at 10.30 on Boxing Day? Well, I've just been to the most wonderful breakfast, uh, the Brunch MCC really Women in <laughs> Cricket uh, breakfast and... Um, Look, I mean, the great thing is we got to play through till 7 p.m. last night. So even for those who had a bit of a line, I'm really thrilled that, and credit to the ground staff, people got, got back on. But I know that's, uh, that's something you'll keep, keep adding, advocating for, but tradition is a wonderful thing. It wasn't always tradition. We used to start at 11 o'clock and then move to 10.30. So tradition is variable in these things. Anyway, that said, I'd you look... had two wonderful Big Bash matches to watch uh, yes. later, late, later on. We, and... we, we did let an hour of good light go by between 7 and 8, though. Is we could have had another 15 overs in the day's play. Anyway, I just thought that flow was really interesting. It's a big, it's a big commitment to be here for 10:30 after the day before, and 34,000 people managed it. But your peak crowd was here between midday and 12:30. Um, the oh, should the lights have gone on earlier yesterday? Were you looking at that at one stage thinking, flick the lights on? The towers everywhere. Oh look, um, I think the the visibility was pretty pretty good. 
uh, coming on, coming on late. Um, and uh, the, the you know the main thing I think is some really atmospheric conditions coming out this morning. It's you know still a little bit muggy, so um, you know it all, it all all adds to the all adds to the contest. You were deeply involved with Usman Khawaja in the lead up to this test. Were you disappointed that the ICC knocked back what was a very artful compromise around the dove? Look, I think the main thing is um, we were kind of and put a lot of time and effort and sat down. I sat down with Uzi face to face last Friday to work through and really understand what he was trying to achieve, what he was trying to, to say. Um, and I think I've said uh, through the week that you know, the ICC has rules. I think they're there for a uh, good reason. So we have to respect that. Um, for me, uh, it was the process, um, you know, understanding really more about um, you know, what it was he wants to say. And you know, I think what was clear is that it's uh, non-partisan, apolitical, non-religious, um, that he's a real passionate believer in, in human rights. And he'll, he'll continue to advocate uh, over his own channels, and we fully support that. Did you, just for clarity, did, did you, were you supportive of Usman's dove with the UN resolution? Were, was, were you actively part of asking the, the ICC to approve that? Yeah, so a precondition of the regulations is that the Home Board supports, and we provided that support. Is there any further manoeuvring to be done for Usman, or is he cornered now? Oh, look, I think the ICC have considered it on its merits, and that's, uh, that's for them. I know, uh, speaking to Usman, he's now just firmly focused on the cricket. So the nature of protesting is to then rail against what's put in front of you. What happens if Usman does put the sticker on his bat at some stage in a test match? Um, so given that it's not permitted, there would, I believe, be sanctions. But again, that is for the ICC. Yeah. Is, is Usman satisfied with the support that you've offered him personally and broadly? Um, I mean, I can't speak for Uzi, but certainly he said that's what he said. So he said so to, to me personally. Um, I mean, he absolutely has our uh, support as to the, the, the whole squad and... Um, I think he made some comments to that, to that effect. So the main thing is there's been a really constructive dialogue. We're in very regular contact. Um, and I think you know, Uzi's been respectful throughout. Is he right to point out that there are exceptions for other players and various other causes? I think it has um, shone a bit of a light on that. And um, you know, no doubt that'll be something we can talk about uh, at upcoming ICC meetings. Uh, as I said, I think the rules are there for good, good reason. Uh, we respect the rules, and I think it, it is fair that they're consistently applied. It's been a bit happening in the BBL. Was the, the Tom Curran suspension of four matches warranted? Well, certainly the Integrity Commission sat twice, um, and uh, so absolutely yes. Uh, I've, respecting the umpires, match officials, and respect throughout the game uh, is absolutely core to cricket, and... Uh, I was pleased that Tom, in the end, showed a level of remorse. Um, you know, some would argue that could have come a bit, a bit sooner. Um, but, um, yeah, I've got full confidence in our integrity processes uh, and, uh, as such, think that, that the sanction was as absolutely appropriate. Um, that said, you know, um, he has said sorry and we're looking forward to him coming back playing. Yeah. Were you troubled by the image of a player uh, treating an umpire in such a manner? Oh, absolutely, and it's not just at the elite level, at every level of the game. Uh, you know, respect is, if you read the spirit of cricket, the laws of cricket, 
um, it's fundamental throughout and uh, you know I just encourage you know I think respect is, is critical to the to the fabric of the game yeah um, the match at Geelong wasn't able to be rescheduled uh, are you a victim of timing on that front yeah, I think when you look at the um, you know, one of the great things about the Big Bash League it's action-packed it's condensed um, and when we looked at trying to find from a logistical perspective um, both of those teams are all over the country and uh, yeah, in the end it was the most pro practical thing to do to share the points. Is that going to hurt Geelong's prospect of hosting future matches? Well I think there's an investigation underway I think it's uh, got everyone on notice that you know th that type of thing uh, shouldn't and happen I mean I think now with uh, you know, the covers, the technology, uh, with weather forecasting technology. Um, it was really unfortunate. And, you know, I hope that, that we don't see any kind of occurrence of that ever again in the future. Was it definitely the right call to, to call the match off on the night? Again, that's for the, um, for the match referees, for the umpires. But safety uh, is paramount. And um, just looking at it as a layperson on TV, there was quite a bit of variable bounce. So... You know, again, full confidence in the in the match referees to make the right decision on that. Have you seen the Moses Enriquez catch from last night? I haven't. Okay, well, that's that's one for you later in the day. To, to no, I did the catch the very debate. end. I did catch the the very end of the game, and uh, great to see another last over finish at the SCG. Yeah, yeah, it um, it's just got the right number of after a slow burn. I think you need the talking points out of each game, and and that's certainly one of those today as to how, how the how the laws were applied and the wash up to the crowds in Perth. So the first two days were highly promising and then the weekend felt disappointing. What was, what was your overall view? Well, we um, certainly uh, put a lot of emphasis in uh, a lot of PR, a lot of promotion. And um, if we compare to previous test matches against Pakistan in Perth, we were up 40%. Um, so we feel that it's a, uh, we're on the right track. Uh, I have to say, being there, the experience in that stadium is absolutely first-rate. Uh, you know, wonderful amenities, very comfortable, incredible view of the pitch. You feel you're right on the pitch, even though you're in a very big stadium. Uh, and um, so I think we're very much on, on, on the right trajectory. And I think we can look forward to some really big and healthy crowds for India and then for, for against England. And um, I mean, there's no doubt in Perth, they love that stadium, they love their cricket. We saw 42,000 yeah. uh, watching the Scorchers last night, which I think is an all-time record for a group BBL game, a regular season BBL game yeah, in Perth. So, um, yeah, I think uh, great to see so many cricket fans voting with their feet in WA. That would leave me with the nagging. Okay, so why aren't they supporting the Test match in quite such numbers, particularly at a time where it feels like they, they've been put at the, the end of the pointy end of it is get out there and support your test match yeah i think um you know if you look back over time the wacker ground iconic but you know the uh, capacity depending on you know, how many people they led onto the hill was you know anywhere between high teens and twenty thousand. so you know that's the that is the type of capacity that has been used to so i think the main thing is is that we um, test cricket becomes a ritual going to Opta Stadium, to Perth Stadium, uh, becomes a bit more of a ritual. I think the more people get to experience, it, it's a wonderful, wonderful experience, and I think they'll, they'll keep coming back. So I, I feel like that particularly relevant, our two teams at the moment are the Matildas and the Australian cricket team in all that's been achieved this year. So the Matildas are, are selling out in a 
in a rock concert kind of way. They, they're selling out just because they're performing. So that's 12 matches in a row and the Marvel game, which was announced, sold out in a very short period of time. It hasn't actually mattered who they're playing. So they sold out Optus Stadium against very poor opposition. But it was the show in a way. It was the chance to see them. Have we, have we got that with the Australian cricket team? Is, that, is, is there an element of frustration in, a, in this celebratory summer? Why aren't more people just coming to see them for who they are rather than necessarily who they're playing against? Well, I think cricket's unique in that we've got the three formats of the game and they appeal to different audiences. Uh, I mean, I was lucky I had my family with me here yesterday and they had a good day running around. But will my 12-year-old and 8-year-old daughters sit through four, four days, five days of test cricket? Probably not. Um, will they come to every big bash they can, game they can go to? Yes, they will. So I think you need to look at things in aggregate. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's where cricket is... Um, unique, fortunate, special in that we've got something for everyone. So, um, you know, I think as for, for, the, for the Matildas and the Australian um, uh, women's cricket team, I mean, I think uh, I speak to colleagues across all sports. Yeah, we remember here in 2020, we had a full house. Uh, we've still got the highest attendance for a women's sporting event in, in, in Australia. Um, so I think that level of competitive, healthy competitiveness between us and you've seen from the WBBL uh, this year for the first time we had a stadium series so absolutely our ambition whether that's for international cricket or women's big bash league is to fill major stadiums do you share uh, alisa healy's desire for the women to play more test matches which feels like it's been a disconnect between the administrators of cricket around the world and the teams themselves who would dearly love a bit more of it well i've been a strong advocate for multi-format series i'm delighted now that we've got three in quick succession uh, with South Africa later in the season. So uh, we'll be playing a test match at the Wacker Ground. And then obviously the return ashes next Australian summer. Um, so uh, absolutely an advocate for playing more test cricket. I feel that as part of a multi-format series, it gives great context to, to that. Um, I, um, it was great watching the test match in India, a uh, real contest. Uh, you could see how it tested um, both sides, uh, compelling, compelling viewing. Um, and, you know, I think probably some of Alyssa's comments is that they, you know, as they got into the match, they got more into every session and there was probably thinking there was a bit of unfinished business. So I think it's 40 years um, since the last uh, Australia-India test match. Um, I s Karen Rolton spoke this morning, um, you know, an absolute great to the game, never played a test match in, in India. So um, we'll keep advocating for more test cricket as part of multi-format and then um, you know, maybe that's something in the future that we can think about a key marquee series going to, going to three tests because as with the men's, I mean I saw Mitch Stark's comments uh, recently, you know, I think test match is the pinnacle. Nick, good to see you. Enjoy the rest of Melbourne and we'll catch up again in Sydney. Fantastic. Thanks, Jared.